0: The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Welcome to the Comedy Zone podcast for the week of September 16th. I'm your host, Jason Allen King. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we were off last week because the world was chaos for all of us. So much has happened between two weeks ago and uh, and this week. You know, there are times when things are just humming. Life feels good, makes sense, progress is made, your writing is productive, good performances, the family's good, bills are getting paid. And then there was the last two weeks. There's a, There's a saying that too much sunshine makes a desert. I don't know why they say that, but it's some bullshit because <laughs> we're in 2021, which is the little bastard brother of 2020. I'm a positive person, Brian, uh, somewhat philosophical. I tend to look at uh, at the good. And if I can't find the good, I look for the lesson. And we just had some difficult times, uh, but they had offers perspective, like, how the hell did I get down here? Why is my bell ringing? What happened? When, when challenged, we see how we respond, right? Yeah. Uh, do we step up? Do we get knocked down again? Even more importantly, do we keep getting back up? You've heard all of these analogies before. These times are when, when we learn. Uh, and I also think that's where our sense of humor comes into play. And of course, all this sounds really heady and dramatic for effect, but it's but it's also not untrue for the last couple of weeks. Trying times are here again. But before we really dive into what that is, we are Not in the same room. I'm actually down in Port Charlotte, Florida for a week of shows at Bassani's Italian Steakhouse and Comedy Theater. So if you're close by, drop by this week. And I'm opening for the very funny friend of the podcast, Eric Richards, who we've had on here. But I already mentioned. Let's say hi to my favorite producer and your Mr. Brian Balteshav. It's good to see you from afar. How are you, buddy?
1: Jason, it is. Uh, it's good to see you. While I'm coming in hot, it is good to see you as well, Jason. It's nice to see your face. Uh, it has been a couple of weeks, and it has been a it's been a trying couple weeks on a whole lot of different levels. And I'm, you know, I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. But but yeah, we we you know, it's nice to be back in the saddle. Yeah, back in the saddle. Here we are. You are. Out of the the new house, I mean,
0: I, I just kind of want to dive in. I'm I'm excited for you. We were texting. I got some videos from you. You are officially out of the old and into the new. You and Tara, there, you're in officially.
1: We are, we are in officially. We're still very much living out of boxes, with the exception yeah. of the kitchen and you know a couple other places that you know we needed. But yeah, we executed the move over the course of about, uh, I mean, easily seven days took yeah. us to get out. We did most of the move ourselves, Jason. Which oh really? I do not recommend. No, <laughs> no, I would have, I would have been like abort, abort, yeah. terrible decisions. No, we, 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 yeah, my wife and I. We are. We're still talking to each other, which is a good thing. I had on my list was, "Are you
0: still married?" <laughs> Questions
1: I wanted <wouldn't> to ask. <laughs> I am still sleeping in the same room, and and, and Look at sharing meals together and things. Yeah, but it was <laughs> it was uh, it was not an easy week. I can't, No, I can't imagine. So a week ago, and I'm going to try to try to remember dates here. So uh, this is, so it would have been was it last week? Yes, this is my first week back, really. So. September 3rd. Well, okay. So, first of all, we needed to be out of our current house because the investors came in and bought it. And we had a a drop dead date of September 13th to be out of our house. And so, you know, we had to scramble a bit. And so, the place we found, we had made arrangements to get the keys to the place on Labor Day on September 6th. So, we would have, you know, a few days window to be out of our house by September 13th. On September so, let's see, September second. So the Thursday before the sixth, I get a, a phone call from from our new property management company, which is actually, ironically, the same company, the same investment company that just bought the house we were living in. Oh my god! So I get a call oh, from that's them. A little scary. And they say, "Hey, you know, we were going through the house and cleaning stuff up and fixing stuff, uh, some things that needed to be cleaned up, and our there there are two bedrooms." in the basement of the house that are carpeted and uh, those are the only rooms in the house that have any carpeting and he said our guy was going to go through to remove the carpeting and they found a flea infestation
0: oh good no, in these rooms
1: so again we're supposed to get the keys on the 6th this is now the 2nd and so they (laughs) say you know so we were wondering if you could push back your move in date Until the 13th. I'm like, well, no, we, as you're aware, since you're the same company, we have to be out of our original house on the 13th. So that, no, we're moving in, you know, we're getting the keys on the sixth, (laughs) Yeah. you know, no matter, please or not, you know, whatever it takes. So (laughs) they managed to take care of it. We had a couple of things where we were like, look, just. You know, we will, we've got exterminator that we've been working with for a long time for pest control and things like that, mosquitoes in the backyard and stuff. We'll contact them. Yeah. You uh, replace the carpeting, that will take care of most of the fleas anyway. So, you know, you replace the carpeting in the room. We'll have our exterminator come in, and they're like, well, then, you know, you have to sign an as-is agreement that, you know, you're going to move mm-hmm. into the house as it is. Fine, I don't care. We just, we're getting the keys on the sixth. <laughs> I mean, it's Fine. like, I care, but yes. I don't have a choice. Yes, right, exactly. Of course. So we get the keys. How convenient th- for them. Right, right. So on the third, and this is really kind of where the, where the move really kind of started for us. So we rented a big truck. And so... <laughs> I I rented a truck initially from a company that I don't want to use the name of, but it rhymes with budget. And um, we, we originally rented, reserved a truck a, a week in advance from them. And I went to pick up the truck and they had no truck. It was literally, it was right out of that Seinfeld episode where he I goes know, to rent yes, a car and a, you've got a reservation and, and they You don't- know how to take the
0: reservation. <laughs> right. Anyone can just- You
1: just that. don't know how to keep the reservation. <laughs>
0: You want the insurance? Oh yeah, I'm (laughs) going to beat the hell out of this thing.
1: (laughs) I almost went into that rant. I really wanted to go into that Uh. Seinfeld rant about it because they took the reservation a week in advance. (laughs) And when I show up, they have no truck. And she's like, Well, we really, you know, we can't really guarantee when people are going to return trucks and stuff. I'm like, Well, then why did I get a reservation and why didn't? And then I had reserved another truck for the following Wednesday to move more of our stuff. And I'll explain why in a second. And so I said, So now I've got a reservation. For a truck for next Wednesday, do I need to be concerned about that reservation as well? And she goes, Well, you should probably call us the day before and make sure the truck is here. No <laughs> Jesus. Why am I calling you the day before on a reservation? Why am I? Easily not I don't two work weeks for your company. <laughs> right, right. Yes, I, I don't work for you. Why don't you call me? What? what like, what? That's crazy. <clears throat> so I canceled both of those reservations then and went down the street and again, I don't want to. I don't want to say the name of the company, but it rhymes with U-Haul. And I went, (laughs) which I should have done in the first place, because U-Haul has never ever let me down. And and everyone's
0: cracked your code, by the way. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's it's not hard. (laughs) So I go to on that on Friday. We walk into U-Haul, and I say I need a twenty-six foot truck, and they're like, "All right." And like three minutes later, I walk out of there with the keys to a twenty-six foot truck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is what I should have done in the first place. Yeah. Um, but that was the third. We loaded up all the garbage and you know, stuff that we were going to get rid of and things that we knew that other people wouldn't want and stuff that had had just worn out its usefulness and went to the uh, Mecklenburg County landfill and threw out 980 pounds of stuff. Wow. I'm not exaggerating. A half a ton of things out of our house that we... That we got rid They're of. They're just eliminated. like we don't
0: we don't need this anymore. Yeah. this has been just olding us down.
1: Yeah, it's like old uh, paperwork, a file cabinet that was all beat up. Stuff that we knew we couldn't sell or donate. So yeah, a half a ton of stuff that we took in that truck to the landfill, and then another probably 500 pounds of stuff that we donated to the uh, Salvation Army on that following Monday. That's good, you made your stuff other crazy. people's
0: problem. I, I appreciate exactly, that. That's exactly, exactly.
1: We dumped our garbage on, <laughs> on somebody else. Got the keys on the 6th. Uh, there were no fleas in the house by then. They had already bombed and everything. So so the fleas, okay. it turns out, not a problem. They did replace the carpet downstairs. So we got, on Tuesday, on the 7th, we had a crew of movers help us for four hours and they helped us move the big stuff. But other than that, my <laughs> wife and I did everything ourselves. And again, <laughs> I don't recommend it no. if you, if you know your marriage at all. It's not. I,
0: that's it. Cause I was thinking like, when I was sort of thinking about this conversation, it's like, it's like that whole going to Ikea, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you learn things about your partner, like what makes them hate you, you know, what I mean? right, right. that kind of, you will figure out the shit that she does yeah. not like about you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yes. Oh my God. And you know, her buttons. Oh too, yeah, And that's, it's just not just about her, you know, because yeah. you know, it's, it's whether or not you press those buttons is, is what it comes down to. And it sounds like you, you made it, it sounds like you're, um,
1: everything went just fine. We had two more 26 foot, uh, truckloads that we ended up moving back and forth. No kidding. And then plus our van was full, you know, on a half a dozen different trips and things. So yeah, it, it you was, you live uh, in a castle? Like where, where's, all I this don't stuff? know where all our stuff came from. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. We've lived in this house for 11 years. And we moved here from Tucson, Arizona, and there were boxes labeled Christmas. And you know, Jason, we're all about the Lord. So <laughs> that's we, what I, when people ask about you, that's, that's what, what I say. We we, we we have all these, all these Christmas boxes, and there were easily a half dozen, maybe seven <laughs> or eight Christmas boxes or boxes labeled Christmas that I assume have decorations in them that were still taped from when we moved here from Tucson, Arizona in 2010. No, my Why gosh. do we have these things? Why, That's I, why I'm I, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a future argument my wife and I will have right now. We're both just too exhausted to have the argument, but at some point that, that will like, why do we have an open, why do we have all this produce? stuff? Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm that person that I apply
0: some emotional sort of attachment to mm-hmm. inanimate objects for some reason. I'm like, oh, I can't, but that lamp, I, I can't throw away that lamp. You know, <laughs> like wh- why? Yeah. Could mm-hmm. I not Right. The lamp didn't make it. It didn't make the Pro Bowl. It's going it's going to the dump. But I will still genuinely feel bad. Yeah. On behalf of the lamp. That's just I'm an idiot though. I yeah, and it's not too
1: like wedding presents. You know, we've been married twenty-four years now. We had um, a couple things that are like, you know, well, this thing was a gift from Aunt Blabby and she, you know, she gave us this. <laughs> This, this candlestick or whatever, like, get rid of yeah. the, um, Aunt Blabby's been dead for 24 years. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> but her, but her memory lives on in that <laughs> candlestick, damn it. Aunt Blabby is, she
0: was chatty and she also yeah. loved candles. So, oh, it, man. It, did you, did you find anything you were like, oh my gosh, we forgot about this. A, Holy shit. Like a what? couple things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good.
1: we That's oddly great. we did not find our uh, the book of our wedding photos, which is interesting. It's in a box somewhere. We haven't looked at them in 24 years, so I mean it really kind of doesn't matter. But <laughs> uh, what a special day that was! I think <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're pretty sure that was uh, that was yeah. special. Now, so so you you're living out of boxes, as you said, which pretty is much. like you yeah. tackle one room at a time. You mentioned. Yeah, it's all you can do, really. Now, now the fun side of this, right? You're on the other side. Everything's in the house now. You now yes. it's just shuffling it around in the house. It that, it looks amazing. It sounds amazing. a Description of it. Um, what is what's that new exciting thing? And why is it the chicken coop?
1: <laughs> so our backyard has a chicken coop. And yeah, it does. It is. It's a solar powered chicken coop. I mean, man, there's technological chickens. Right, and 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 they took the chicken. We have a sneaking suspicion that may be where the fleas came from. Oh, that they let the the chickens perhaps roam around. Um, We think they had a cat. We don't think they had a dog, but we think they may have let the chickens roam around in the basement. Mm. Um, At least these people. people. I don't want to cast aspersions on anybody, but these people sound gross. I don't know who they are um, we actually met the original homeowner they were still having some mail uh, delivered to their place and so he <laughs> he stopped by the house to get his mail am I and, making this awkward for you right now because <laughs> he's a gross guy no, no, no. He's, he's he's kind of um, he's an he's, he's an older gentleman a very very nice fellow he has stopped by the house twice now to pick up his mail and the other day like as he left the other day I thought you know what this is a horror movie waiting to happen it's be <laughs> yeah. like yeah that guy's gonna eventually move With you guys, yeah. We're we're gonna wake up one day, he'll be standing over our bed. (laughs) He's already been there, you just haven't noticed him yet. I'm pretty sure
0: he has definitely been standing at your bed while you sleep. That's, that's awesome and crazy. Uh, but it, you're doing the fun thing where you're like, Ooh, the Christmas tree is going to go over there around Christmas. Again, we know how much you're about the Lord. Yeah.
1: We are all about Christmas apparently. Yeah. It, it, it's, there's a few things I've got ideas. Like, you know, I'm going to build a thing. There's a space in the basement where I'm going to build a wood shop. Like literally I'm going to build <laughs> and I'm going to build. I didn't, I didn't know you were in the woodshop. I, I am. I am we're working issues. I'm a bit, I've got, I can do things like if it's real elaborate or real ornate, I'm out. But if it's big yeah. square blocky angles and <laughs> pretty much two by fours and things, yeah. I can do that. You know, I can nail some two by fours okay. together and build a thing. So I'm going to do So there's actually, you know, a, pretty large space in our basement that i'm going to be able to convert into into um, a wood shop. so i'm excited about that and i'm going to build like um our um, patio furniture and i'm going to build a desk for my wife in the in the in the living room area and stuff. so i'm uh good I'm for you man that today. sounds really exciting so, yeah um, very good but the chicken coop is now empty so you know uh we're thinking airbnb I'm <laughs> <laughs> for the chicken coop.
0: yeah just just Tiny people, just tiny people staying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, only certain size people are allowed in there. Yep. Uh, you, I've already started angling up uh, for people listening that I want you to get chickens so you can teach me how. To. I have the perfect yard for chickens. I just don't know what I'm doing, and you say it's a lot of work. So you just sound chicken, actually. Every, ironically.
1: <laughs> everyone that I've ever known who have had chickens have told me the same thing. They're like, they're a lot of work. You know, you can't really take a day off from them, and they will randomly die. Yeah, that just, was the one that got me. I was yeah, like, oh, man. You will walk out to feed them or, or collect eggs or whatever, and one or two of them will just be deceased. And it. it's like, wow, well, mm, I do for no apparent reason. Yeah. So. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Yeah. Sounds terrible. Well, glad that you're in. It settles <laughs> <laughs>
0: down for you a little bit. Um, the whole thing sounds like a huge ass ache, but I'm glad you're settled in. I did not move, but I did myself have a huge ass ache. I contracted
1: COVID, Brian. Excellent work, Jason. Yes, excellent, excellent I, work. I won. I got it. Isn't well, that the goal? Aren't, doesn't everybody want to get it? I think it is. As you know, you're immune now.
0: So, I'm, yes, <laughs> I'm, not, I think I'm a superhero, actually, if I had to guess. I can say definitively that you, the average person, don't want it. You don't want to hmm. get it. It was a, it was a bad time. It was a really bad yeah. time. Don't get me wrong. I'm fine. I didn't go to the hospital. Uh, it was a, I would call it a, a flu with some extreme uh, aspects of a, of a, of a bad flu. It just, you know. I'm not going to start harping about the vaccine, but get the vaccine, man. Um, the the congestion that I felt in my brain was not like anything I'd experienced before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was 100 lockdown in my in my sinuses so much so that it caused one of the worst headaches I think that I wow. I've ever had. Easily, like everything hurt, and it was just from the center of my head out. My mm-hmm. teeth hurt, my wow. jaw, just just a a four day headache basically that was damn near unbearable at, at certain points and a leaky and this is some of this a little gross but a leaky nose but I literally couldn't breathe in through my nose mm-hmm. that's how locked that it was a really bizarre experience and then flu you know the aches and the the, the, the pains and, and all that kind of stuff which was you know I would say heightened it just was a bad experience overall and I, I can't smell uh, or taste anything even still. though I mean you can kind of still hear it in me that I have yeah, I this can, is yeah. this is two weeks ago now almost yeah so I did I did uh, 10 days of quarantine I got the negative test, and I did a you know a bunch of reading up on like well, what does it mean if I still have a you know a stuffy nose, and it's like nah after ten days, there's no. I think it was a, the medical news today. I read a couple articles through that, and it was as of 20 to October 2020, it is non transmissible, transmissible after ten days regardless of symptoms. All studies said that that's that's the case. So, okay. um, so anyway, so I'm you know I'm on the mend, but I still can't taste anything, and it's mm. it's yeah. This is pretty unfortunate, man.
1: Yeah. And you, you are fully vaxxed. So, I mean. Yeah, that's right. I had. I, took, I had the Pfizer mm-hmm.
0: double, double, double ouchie Fauci's or whatever. <laughs> and uh, as of, this was as of May, like yeah. the minute I was eligible, I signed up and I went and, and got them, uh, you know, both times. And um, so, I, you know, call it a breakthrough case. And I got to be honest, I, you know, if that was an indication of a a lesser experience as a result of the vaccine i can't imagine what it would have been like if i didn't have the vaccine yeah. it, was a, it was a very unnerving the whole experience knowing that i have it now everyone's worried about the long-term effects of the vaccine i'm worried about now long-term effects of covid absolutely what do i what do i know i they don't know nobody knows yeah but some people still don't have their taste but not my taste people have this like i haven't had it for a year and they don't have their taste it is a very very disconcerting feeling to not be able to smell your deodorant yeah like it, put it right up to your nose. That's the weird thing. It's like, it, it just, it, there's nothing. And that is, that is a bad thing. Uh, I know friends who have had it also breakthrough cases and they got it back after a certain amount of time. So I'm really hoping that's the case because, you know, you don't taste food yeah. and it, and feeling full after having not tasted anything is again, it's a very, very odd sensation. So anyway, I just wanted to make
1: everybody aware of that, that, you know, it, it sucks. Get vaccinated. You know, so there, there you have it. Pardon me, Jason. Where do you think that? I mean, without offering too many details, but how do you think you got it?
0: I got it from a show uh, uh, okay. a week before. It was a four, to five. I think it was two, I think it was like on the end of the fourth day, maybe of a gestation period, where you know I woke up feeling fine. I started sneezing around noon. By let's, I'll even be, be sort of a, a generous and say by seven o'clock, I was, I had a flu. So in that one day, which was the the fourth and the fourth day, had a show on a Monday. That Friday, I was feeling bad enough. I took an at-home test and it came back positive. And I was working on a, on a job and I, you know, had to call the producer yeah. and say, hey, listen, I, I got a positive test here. Can you get me a regular test? Next morning we went in and they got me one. They actually gave me two tests and they both were positive. So, yeah. Yeah. So I lost work out of it. Film work. I also had to cancel all my shows with the North Carolina film, uh, excuse me, uh, comedy festival. Yeah. It's uh, all bad things. So very, very disappointing. Now, as we we talked about some, some of the stuff, uh, some of the stuff is uh, we'll, we'll say uh, trivial when when you hear about bad news in the community. The Comedy Zone family lost one of its own last week. Uh, Mike Hall passed away very suddenly, um, leaving friends, family, and the comedy community stunned and grieving. Uh, Mike was a staple at the Comedy Zone for many, many years, probably from the beginning. I have to admit, I, 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 he goes way back, if I'm not mistaken, with Hef and and the guys. So, But it's been kind of amazing to see the outpouring of kind of love and sadness and the rem- remembrance that, that everybody's been putting out on Facebook and Instagram and things like that. It seems like everybody has a story about how Mike... Touch their lives. And that's everybody, like comedians from across the country, former employees and managers of the Zone, the uh, people around Charlotte. He was such a liaison between the Comedy Zone and Comedy in Town and William Wilcox Show and all the different venues. He did charities uh, on behalf of the Comedy Zone, produced those shows. And everyone's just showing up, giving their, their stories about how Mike, you know, helped them in some way, inspired them, lifted them up, made them laugh. It's been a, kind of a, an amazing tribute to him
1: yeah it was it was a shock you know i know mike had had a few health issues mostly kind of related to his his knee he'd had a knee replacement yeah. a year or two ago and, and by all our other accounts as far you know i think as we know we knew he was healthy so it, it was a bit of a shock i actually learned about it from john yeah. Reep's facebook page yeah right um, he he had put a note and uh i uh jason i texted you right away to see if you'd heard anything because you're you're you know a little bit more plugged in at the comedy zone than I am but uh it was it was a shock mike was played a big part in the development um, of this podcast, he helped us get the comedians when they would come through town. He he helped us yeah. land Bob Saget on the on the first ever episode of the the, the um, podcast, and and he would include the the um, he would include our podcast when we were recording on Friday mornings at the Comedy Zone. Uh, he would yeah. include the Comedy Zone on their normal Friday morning radio rotation when they bring the comics around, and so he he's you know, a big part of the reason why in those first, you know, two or three years, we were able to get those A-list comics before all the A-list comics got tired of doing podcasts. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he always did it, you know, with a, he was always happy to be there, always did it with a smile. And, and, and uh, Mike was one of those guys that, that had an en- energy around him. I can't say he and I saw, you know, eye to eye all the time on stuff, but sure. that's okay. That's sure, sure. what, it is to be human and you right. know he, he he just had that energy around him and you really saw it when you saw the way other people reacted to seeing mike you know when, yeah that's right when mike would bring the comics around and people were were just always happy to see him and so it's just it's it's a it's a huge loss you know obviously within the comedy zone on the family but um in the comedy world in general the i mean yeah. i've seen uh, messages from the sclar brothers to to, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, A-list comics across the country. A-list
0: comics saying, oh, I can't, you know, just yeah. heard the news and and, yeah. and everyone's got a story about him, how, how they, you know, Mike was the, again, he was that liaison. He was the, he was that bridge between sort of these people coming to town and Mike showing them around and um, you're right. You know, there was a lot of big names and, and, and small names too, you know, Mike was also quick to introduce any comic who was around, whoever the headliner was. He was yeah. never bashful while saying, hey, this guy's funny. Yeah, meet this yeah. kid. Meet this kid yeah. over here. Meet the Brent Blakeney will be the guy.
1: first person to tell you. In fact, he said it on our show. Mike Hall was the first person to put him on stage. Yeah, there you, you know? go up in virginia yeah
0: yeah that's right he did that's right he did tell that story yeah like jason Collins last week i was telling the story about yeah. or when was two weeks ago uh that uh you know mike put me in touch with jason Collins standing out in front of the comedy store i called mike out of the blues hey, mike can you help me get in here he said oh, hang on i got a guy there hang on yeah. hang on hold on hold, hold on and he you know called me back he's like i got a guy there he's gonna come out yeah. front a couple minutes later he, you know yeah mike has definitely been part of you know my comedy journey and uh I don't know. It's a sad deal. He's going to be messed around yeah, here for it's sure.
1: Tough. Uh, there's some big shoes to fill at the comedy yeah. scene. So for
0: sure, for sure. And uh, just to keep the <laughs> the <laughs> sadness rolling uh, right along, um, we also lost. I, I can say one of the greatest comedians to ever hold a microphone this week in Norm Macdonald. Uh, Man, this one this one hurt. He's just a, you know he, he's he's a Mount Rushmore. Comic, and you know, we talk about Mike getting tributes, and you see that people talked about Norm. It's the greatest in the business. Are devastated and saying that he was uh, he he was their favorite. Norm Macdonald is every comic's favorite comic. Yeah, you know, and uh, and every story that you hear again from from someone who's new an unknown person to, you know, literally signs on everybody else. They tell stories about not only is he just, uh, uncompromising and how funny he was, but everyone says, what what a nice man he was. He was a gentle, caring person to comics. I think he loved it so much. And he just loved, I think he loved people. And, you know, I, it's just, again, feels like losing a friend.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, it does. And you think about, you know, comics are supposed to punch up, you know, comics are supposed to, mm-hmm you know and and you know i'm not sure there's a bigger example than uh you know literally norm macdonald losing his saturday night live gig because he wouldn't stop telling oj jokes you know and 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 <laughs> and uh i mean nobody to my knowledge nobody knew that he was sick you know nobody knew that you know for the past 10 years he'd been he'd been fighting cancer yeah um and yeah that's right and uh, it, it, it just you know that to find that uh you know, to be able to be a, as funny as he's been over the past—I mean, more than a decade—but uh, yeah. um, a decade. You know, when you consider, you know, a lot of his sort of classic appearances on Conan and and Letterman and 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 things occurred while he was fighting for his life, and that that's that's you know, it, it just opens up a door into kind of who he was and and just yeah, so funny. Uh, uh, um, there's a clip on YouTube. I strongly suggest you look it up. It's—I don't know who put it together. I can't give credit, but it's a um, hundred minutes of Norm Macdonald. Mm. And it's just, it's old going, you know, all the way back to early Conan days, um, the moth joke that, that, you know, all the <laughs> yes. all the great, you know, Norm MacDonald um, stuff <laughs> right. is in there. But I sat there for a hundred minutes and watched it last night. And, and yeah. it's just great. I, I, I watched watch quite a, a
0: bit myself yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard now to watch his last, the one that's been going around a lot too, is his last uh, Letterman appearance, yeah. you know, where he cries basically. Uh, you have to, you look at it now and it feels a little bit different now in that, you know, there's a lot more going on there. So, yeah, we, we lost a a giant in the comedy world. It's been a tough podcast, Brian. Yeah, this was fun, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a, a, a tough one, but yeah. you know what? This is, this is life. There's ups and downs. There's h- uh, hard times and we're all going to, uh, I don't know, let's lean on each other a little bit more. That's what we got to do.
1: Yeah. It's all we've got. Each other. Yeah. All we've got, you know, is each other and whether, you know, whatever side of the aisle you're on, I don't care anymore. You know, we're yeah, all, we're right. all in this together. No one's getting out alive. It ends no the same way for us. So let's just work a little harder at getting along. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to end this podcast uh, Thanks for listening everybody uh, Next week we've got a lot of fun stuff And it's going to be a raucous ride We're going to laugh and, <laughs> and, uh, and have a great time Yeah, this has been the Comedy Zone Podcast Brian, I appreciate you, I love you man Thanks. I for love you too lunch. buddy
1: Thanks, man. The Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide And is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom At the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast Are Brian Heffern and Brian Bobashevitz Talent Wrangler is my call. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever.